Thank you for taking the time to listen to this message from Stonebridge United Methodist Church. We hope it encourages you to live and love like Jesus. Hello, my name is James Shelby, and I'll be reading 1 Corinthians 12, 4-7. There are different spiritual gifts, but the same Spirit, and there are different ministries in the same Lord. And there are different activities, but the same God who produces all of them in everyone. A demonstration of the Spirit is given to each person for the common good. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So I told the first service, you get me preaching two weeks in a row, you don't know what you're going to get. <laughs> Some people told me they didn't get time to take a picture. So if you want one, I'd get it now because I don't think this is going to happen again anytime soon. So I'm not Superman. It is fun though. It is fun. So let me pray for us. An appropriate thing to do probably at this moment. Uh, and then I'll explain what this is all about. So would you pray with me? Oh God, we give you thanks for the gift of this day, the gift of this place where we come together in community. We come together in fellowship, seeking you, seeking wisdom and discernment about the gifts that you've given us and who it is you've created and called us to be. We pray that you would send your spirit now, be in our midst, quiet our minds, open our hearts to the message you have for us today. And God, I pray that the words of my mouth would not be my own, but that they would be your words for your church. We pray all these things in Christ's name. Amen. And James, thank you for reading the scripture today. I was going to leave these on a little bit longer, but I can't see very well, so they're going to have to come off. Um, But today is the third in a five-week series called I Love My Church. And we're learning why God designed the church and how we find fulfillment and spiritual growth through loving God and loving God's church. And the hope is that all of us will find a a renewed sense of passion for the vision of our church, for the role that we play within that vision. And I said last Sunday that we want to be more than pew sitters, more than people just sitting in the chairs here at Stonebridge. We want to be people who grow spiritually, people who have joy in life while serving God and serving the church. And so last week was all about community. And over the next few weeks, we'll talk about the importance of giving and sharing. But today, we're going to talk about the important role that serving plays in communicating love, both our love for God and our love for one another. Because loving our church is intertwined with serving each other. Jesus sets the example for that with his own life. And our service is a living testimony of our faith in Jesus Christ. And God has given each of us a superpower, a superpower for serving, and made us part of a superpower team. So are you intrigued by that? It's okay to say yes. So tell me some of your favorite superheroes. Just shout them out. Who are some of your favorite superheroes? Okay? 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 There, okay, Superman. What else? Thank you, yes. What else? 
Okay? Wonder Woman? Okay. Yeah. So I'm hearing a lot of the, the more common ones, a few that maybe aren't as well known. Um, but in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, Paul tells us about um, these things called spiritual gifts, which we could think of as superpowers. And that was in the text that James read for us from 1 Corinthians. And so in that text, Paul is writing to the church at Corinth. This was a church that was troubled in a lot of ways. And so Paul is trying to encourage them. He's trying to answer some of the questions that they have. And people in Corinth had spiritual gifts. Um, They existed among the people there, but they weren't using them very wisely. And so Paul is very clear to start out by saying that the true mark of the Spirit is Jesus' lordship in the life of a believer. Someone acting with a spirit of love. Because the people in Corinth had come to see their spiritual gifts as indicators of status within their community. And so he's saying that these superpowers flow from the Spirit as we seek to imitate Jesus. And so what Paul is doing is he's trying to move them from a place of individualism and and boasting to an understanding of community, to having a sense of belonging to and serving one another in Christ. So let's tie all of that together with the idea of superpowers and superheroes. So let's think about a superhero. We'll use Spider-Man for our purposes. A normal guy, he got these crazy powers from a spider bite. He can climb walls, he can jump around, he can shoot webs out of his wrist, he's got this spidey sense where he can anticipate danger that's coming. Now, we can say that all of this superhero stuff is for kids, but the millions of dollars in profit from superhero movies lately would beg to differ with that. Because there's something about superheroes that fascinate us. We know that they have extraordinary powers. We know that they're exceptionally skillful. But it's in using their abilities within a specific context to help in a specific way. That is what makes them a hero. Because without action, they're just another ordinary guy or girl. And the same goes for us. As followers of of Jesus, God has given us superpowers. Now, most of us won't be famous. We're unfortunately not going to have a movie made about us. But fame is really not part of the equation. Because a superhero is someone who utilizes their abilities in a specific context to help in a specific way. And so part of loving your church is being the hero that God created and gifted you to be. So let's talk about these abilities, these superpowers, spiritual gifts. So scripture affirms, the text that that we read from 1 Corinthians affirms that we all have different gifts. It also says that God produces them in everyone, and they're given to each person. So that means that God gives every one of us at least one, sometimes more, but at least one spiritual gift. And so that means that none of you, not one of you sitting here, is left out. No one. No one is exempt. A spiritual gift is a Holy Spirit-empowered ability that's given to serve other people. So a spiritual superpower, if you will, given for you to use in a specific context to help in a specific way. Now, our gifts are meant to give us direction. 
So for example, my top three spiritual gifts are pastor, leadership, and administration. If you know me, you know that none of that is a shock. And so those things give me a direction for how and where I'll serve in ministry. Now, unfortunately, I don't have time to list all of the gifts for you this morning. There are over 20 of them, but they include things like teaching and mercy and hospitality. And I think there are two really important things to remember about this. The first is that God chooses our gifts. We don't apply for them. We don't request them. We don't have to work for them. They also don't come with a gift receipt. So if you don't like yours, you can't send it back or exchange it. But God has wisdom and love and care and power and grace to know exactly what gifts we need, the gifts that are best suited for us. And the Holy Spirit allocates those gifts to best accomplish God's purposes in this place, for example, in our church. And you don't need to be jealous of someone else's gifts because God blessed and entrusted each of us with a specific ability to make a difference for Jesus. The other thing to remember is that our spiritual gifts go beyond our natural abilities or talents. Now, certainly, our natural abilities and talents are things that are are put in us and and God-given. But when we exhibit an ability that's empowered by God's Spirit, something very different happens. For example, someone may be a, a naturally great teacher or a naturally great musician But when they teach, when they sing, being led or empowered by the Spirit, it's not just a mere passing on of information or a song anymore. There's something supernatural happening in those moments. And so you've been given an amazing ability to be used by God, but a natural question becomes, well, what are my gifts? There may be some of you who who have no idea what your gifts are, so I'm going to tell you how to find out. I think there are three ways that we can discover our gifts, and I think it's ideal to do all three of them. The first is to take a spiritual gifts assessment. I don't really like the word test, but if you want to think of it that way, that's fine. There are no right or wrong answers. And the key here is to not overthink this, to go with your first instinct when you're answering the questions. And so we're giving you easy access to an introductory assessment. You can take your phone out right now if you want to um, and take a picture of that QR code. It'll take you to a link with an online assessment. It's 80 questions long. Don't freak out about that. It it won't take you very long. Um, And so this is a way you can do this online. If this is not your thing, taking a picture this way, if you want me to email you the link, you can email me and I'm happy to send it to you. If you want a paper version, I got you on that too. I can give you a paper version. Um, This is one of my passions, helping people discover their spiritual gifts and then helping them find ways to connect and actually use them. And I would encourage you, if you do a spiritual gifts assessment, um, to talk with a pastor afterward, um, because we are happy to sit down with you and help you kind of debrief what you learn and help you find ways to connect. Because knowing those gifts, taking the assessment is just the first step. It's then what you do with them that really makes the difference. The second thing to do is ask other people for their thoughts. Think about people that you trust, people that you spend time with, people that know your heart for God. And ask them a few questions. Ask them, what spiritual gifts come to mind when you think of me? They might surprise you. You might get answers that you're not at all expecting to hear. Ask them, what, do you, what am I doing when you see Jesus in me? When you see Jesus shining through me, what am I doing 
when that's happening. Ask them, how do I make our church, how do I make our community a better place? And see what, what they offer you. And then the third thing is to experiment in serving and check your energy level. Now this means we have to get involved somewhere. We've made it easy for you to do this. A few weeks ago we had a ministry kickoff where we highlighted many, over 25 of the ministries that we have at Stonebridge. And we have put all of that information on our website. There's a, a page dedicated specifically to it, descriptions of all the ministries, contact information for all of those. Feel free to reach out to any of the church staff, and we're ha- happy to help you get connected. But find something there and try it for a month or two. Just a month or two. And then see how it's going. Maybe ask other people that you're serving with or spending time with in those ways. How do you think this is going? Is it going well? Okay, then maybe you're in touch with your gifts. Is it not going well? Then move on. It's okay. It's okay to move on because serving in your giftedness, when you're in that place, it will bring people to Jesus. It will help people in their relationship with Jesus. And friends, if you feel drained, if, if you dread going or doing whatever it is, if you feel no passion at all, don't be discouraged by that. Find something else. Find something else. It's okay. And keep in mind, it could be a right gift, wrong setting kind of situation, so you have to consider the context. But if you feel excited about what you're doing, if you feel passionate, then there's a good chance that you're tapping into the gifts that God has given you. And so whatever your gifts may be, they're supernaturally given to you by God, not for your own gain, but for the benefit of others, and we don't serve alone, thankfully. If you're familiar with the Avengers, the Avengers are a team of superheroes that work together. And they are much more effective when they're working together than they would be if they were doing something on their own. And that's God's plan for us, too. I want you to hear what Romans 12, verses 3 through 6 says. Don't think of yourself more highly than you ought to think. Instead, be reasonable since God has measured out a portion of faith to each one of you. We have many parts in one body, but the parts don't all have the same function. In the same way, though there are many of us, we are one body in Christ, and individually we belong to each other. We have different gifts that are consistent with God's grace that has been given to us. And so what that's saying is we need one another. Unity does not mean uniformity. All of our gifts are different, but all of them are necessary, and all of them are vital. And so I think an important takeaway here is that our gifts were not given to us for us. Our gifts are for helping and serving and benefiting others, not for our own enjoyment. And we don't all function the same way. God made the DNA of of the church to be supernaturally infused with all of our gifts together. If you go back to verse 7, of the first Corinthians text, it says, given to each person for the common good, for the good of the whole. In Greek, that's translated into the word helpful. So what you are doing might be good, but is it helpful to the greater purpose of what we're trying to do? And so I think this is a lesson for us in both humility and responsibility. Humility because the gift is not about us, And responsibility because God knew that someone would need our help. God knew that someone would need to experience God working through our gifts to minister to them. 
I asked four people who I know have spent some time um, really discerning and, and exploring their spiritual gifts, um, have had conversations with me about that, and I asked them to share some thoughts with me about how that has helped them in their faith. And they all four offered great perspectives, very different perspectives, but important nonetheless, about how, how knowing their spiritual gifts have impacted their faith. One person said, it's exciting to know that God gave me a gift. Knowing my gift has led me to serve the church with joy. We use our gifts not to be seen, but as our service to God and God's church. It's a way that I give back to God for the gift that God gave to me. And I think the key in all of that is joy. Finding joy in what we're doing as we serve. Another person said, the best thing I've learned is what I am not gifted in. And so I surround myself with people who have gifts that complement mine. We can't do it all, we're not gifted to do it all, but everyone is gifted. So look for those who can come alongside you in ministry. And I think there's two important things there. We need to know when we need to let something go. We need to know when it's okay to redirect our energy somewhere else. But also we have to know that we were not created to do everything. We're better when we work together. Another person said, I have reassurance and peace knowing when I'm on the right path, which brings me closer to God. I have clarity in times of decision making. I know which direction to take. And when I'm aligned with my gifts, my anxiety ebbs and reassurance, peace, and clarity flow strong. And so that's all about discernment, about having wisdom, about having direction in how we serve. Another person said, it's enabled me to get out of my comfort zone. I'd been sitting on the fence watching for some time, but now I have the confidence to use my gifts to show my love for God by serving. Help me to learn the difference between my gifts and my talents and I'm confident that I'm on the right track and I'm ready to contribute. And I think the message there is that sometimes all we need is a nudge from God to get us off dead center, to get us off the fence and moving in a direction that's productive. And the truth is that God doesn't need any of us. God chooses to use us and invites us to be used by bringing us together, by mobilizing us together, teaming us up together, using us together. And so sure, there's, there's strength in numbers, but numbers empowered by God, that's more than natural strength. That's power that can change a church for God. That's power that can change a neighborhood and a community for God. That can change the world for the gospel. And so you've been given superpowers. You're part of a superpower team, but there has to be action. And the church needs you. The community needs you, not because they need you, but because they need Jesus. And so in wisdom and in purpose, God decided to empower us with the ability to serve one another, to serve the world around us. We have kids and youth here at Stonebridge right now, as a matter of fact, who need people to faithfully model Jesus to them. Kids and youth who need someone to be their friend, to be their mentor. 
On Sunday mornings, we need people who can greet and welcome our guests and our members with hospitality. There are families in Mexico who need people to partner with them for a weekend and building a home for their family. And these are just a few examples. And if, and if you feel God calling you to serve in any of those ways, please reach out to someone on staff and we're happy to connect you. But the bottom line is this, that we need your gifts to be in action and in motion inside the church, but also outside the church. Imagine what would happen. Imagine what it would be like if everyone was serving in ways that they're utilizing their gifts. During each week of this series, we're offering some action items for you to consider. And last week I gave you five. Today I'll give you five more. Some of them are similar to last week. The first is to order an I Love My Church shirt. I know you want one of these. I know many of you have already ordered one. Um, you have until tomorrow. Pastor Jeff talked about that earlier. Um, certainly we want you to wear them on October 9th, but we really want you to wear them outside of the church um, and let it be a conversation piece. Tell people why you love your church and then invite them to come and be here with you. That's really the point. Take a superhero photo and share it on social media. You're probably wondering, well, what? How do I do that? Well, I'm going to tell you. As you leave this morning, and I've been watching, they're appearing as I'm talking, um, there are going to be some superhero cutouts in the foyer, the kind where you stick your head behind it and it's like got the body of Captain America. Yeah, I know you're going to want to do this. So there's some that are adults, some that are for kids. I would encourage you as you leave today, take a picture, post that to social media, tell people that you love your church, tell people that you are discovering your God-given superpowers, and see what happens. See what people say. Take a spiritual gifts assessment, the one that we shared earlier on the QR code, ask me for one, and then follow up about it with a pastor or a staff member, and let us help you um, find a way to connect. Ask a friend for insight. Find someone that you trust, someone who knows you, and ask them questions about your spiritual gifts. And then visit that ministry kickoff page on our website. Find a place to get connected and get involved, even for a month or two, even for a short time, just to see. See what is a good fit for you and your gifts. Now, think about what happens three months from today. Christmas. Some of you are not happy that I just said that. Some of you are. But think about Christmas. Think about how excited kids get to open presents. I realize that's not the true point of Christmas, so you don't need to send me an email, okay? But think about, imagine maybe when you were a kid and you walked to your Christmas tree and you saw this special gift that was there waiting just for you all for you, waiting to be opened, waiting to be discovered, waiting to be used and enjoyed. And then imagine looking at it, kind of shrugging your shoulders and going, eh, and then walking away, never opening it. When you're given a gift, you open the gift, right? You don't just leave it sitting there. If you're a follower of Jesus and you're not utilizing the gifts that God has given you for the betterment of the church and the community, then you're like a gift that's ignored and unopened. 
And so we have a choice. We can come to church with a consumer mindset. We like it here. It's easy. It feels good. It's convenient. We get something out of it. Or we can go a step further, and we can be ready to contribute as long as it's easy and it doesn't take too much. Or we can recognize that our lives are not our own. They are not our own. Our lives belong to Jesus. And we exist to serve a cause greater than ourselves. And so we can find joy in sacrificial giving and fulfillment in selfless serving. We can be radically committed to seeking the lost and making disciples of all people for Jesus Christ. We can decide that we're going to be all in, holding nothing back and bringing our all to the table. Because serving is more about what Jesus is doing in us than it is what we're doing for someone else. Because as we imitate Christ's character, we are showing our depth of love for him, for each other, and people will notice that. So why did God give you to this church? We often ask, what can we get out of church? But I would invite you to ask a different question. Why did God give this community the gift of you? Is it because of your gift of leadership or encouragement or discernment or whatever it is that makes you the superpowered you? Why did God give us the gift of you? Don't be an unopened gift. Discover the gift that God has empowered you with. Discover ways that you can passionately use those gifts because the good news is that God waits eagerly to reveal those to you. And so be the gift that you are. Serve the way that God made you with the gifts that God has given to you. And decide today, decide today, that you want to be a hero for Jesus. And as you do that, as you serve, may you have joy. May you have clarity. May you have peace. And may you certainly have confidence on that journey. Thanks be to God. Thank you for listening to this message from Stonebridge United Methodist Church. You are invited to worship with us every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. For more information, visit our website, mysumc.org. Have a blessed day.